Hi, and welcome to episode three of Joyful and Hope. I hope you got a chance to listen to episode two, which was called Kindness Counts. Uh, We talked about a lot of things uh, revolving around kindness and how it seems nowadays, even more so, especially during the Christmas season. Uh, We're busy, we're buying gifts, we're Christmas shopping, uh, we're doing holiday dinners with our family, we got church functions going on, holiday parties at work, uh, just a lot of hustle and bustle during the holiday season. And uh, sometimes it's very easy to lose sight of the most important thing. Um, you know, spreading kindness around to others as uh, followers of Christ and being Christians, we need to make sure that we continue to show others that we are the light of the world and we provide kindness, not just through uh, giving gifts, but acts of kindness, uh, different services we could do for each other. So I hope you were able to get a chance to listen to episode two, Kindness Counts. If you haven't done so yet, please go back and listen to that one. It was a great episode. A lot of good points were covered. Uh, such a good episode that my wife and I kept talking about it even after, you know, I posted that episode. Uh, and we talked about a couple, you know, more points I wanted to kind of talk about or discuss that I forgot to mention on the uh, episode the first time around. Uh, the first one was making sure you're paying compliments to a particular individual directly to them. My wife and I have talked about, you know, how so many times in life uh, we hear these compliments through word of mouth. And I'm sure you've been through this scenario you're at work and a fellow coworker says, oh, you know, the boss said this about you or, you know, made this comment about you. And it was a good compliment. It's a good comment, but you never heard it directly from your boss. You heard it through somebody else. And while it, it feels great and it's great to get that compliment, it would mean a lot more if it came directly from that particular individual, uh, you know, or maybe your parents are making nice comments about you um, to other people, but they never make them directly to you or a sibling or a spouse, just any scenario. Um, just make sure, you know, saying uh, kindness behind others' backs. That's great. Uh, we want to do that instead of talking bad about each other behind each other's backs. But make sure you're making the kind comments uh, directly to that individual as well. Because what would happen if that person never knew you said those kind words about them? You could go years and decades and not realize that somebody that means a lot to you is actually proud of you um, and has been saying these kind things about you. You just happen to um, miss out on an opportunity to connect with them and have them know how much they mean to you. So uh, make sure you keep paying them compliments when people aren't around. That's great. Uh, but make sure you're taking the time also to get, pay the comments directly to them. Um, my other thought was about how a lot of people say um, kindness is a weakness. You know, I've been working with the public over 20 years and I've been told so many times uh, over that 20 year period, um, you're just too kind. You're just too nice, uh, you know, and these are scenarios, um, you know, I was trying to be kind or show uh, kindness to people that were going through dark seasons in their life or had a lot going on. You know, they had dealing with a loss, uh, dealing with divorce, uh, certain scenarios where it's like, that's where we should step up our kindness game. That's where we should be kind. If somebody's saying kindness is a weakness, then they're struggling with their own kindness journey. Maybe they haven't been treated kindly throughout their journey of life or they have a hard time being kind to others. But if you're talking about people that are dealing with dark, dark times and we're saying we can't be kind to them, uh, that's a big problem. We need to be able to show them that we are the light and we need to be able to show them that we are you know, followers of Christ and this is what we're here to do. I mean, the Bible says it in Proverbs, do not let mercy and kindness and truth leave you. Don't let kindness leave you. You can't let kindness leave you. Instead, let the qualities define you. So I'm proud that people say I'm too kind. You know, I think people want me to stop being kind, 
And they say, well, you're just too kind. No, that's just going to make me step up my kindness game. And the Bible says, let these qualities define you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on a tablet of your heart. That's in Proverbs. So uh, continue the kindness game. If people challenge you or kind of say something to that effect, don't worry. I've been there uh, and I'm going to continue my kindness game. And I struggle on the kindness uh, journey as well. So there's times when I do have a hard time uh, or I see myself uh, being able to do a better job uh, on the kindness journey. Uh, I hope you got a chance to maybe make a kindness calendar. Um, I know myself and my children, my wife went out Christmas shopping late one night. And instead of doing video games or putting on the TV, I said, we're going to sit down and make a kindness calendar. And we all drew one up, got the colored pencils out, the crayons. Uh, we decorated them and we came through and did some of the uh, challenges that were on there. Other ones uh, we missed out on a little bit, but it was nice just as a family to sit down and come up with these uh, kindness challenges and things we were going to do for each other and see the kids come up with ideas and how they were going to be kind to one another and, you know, uh, kind to their mom as well and kind to myself and come up with different acts of kindness they were going to provide uh, for each other. So uh, make sure you do that just because the holiday season is winding down, the Christmas season is winding down, does not mean the kindness needs to stop. So listen to episode two, Kindness Counts. It was a fun episode, great episode. Like I said, I had my wife and I talking even after uh, I had put that podcast up. So take your time to listen to that. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you leave some comments. Uh, give us five stars on there uh, so we know that you're enjoying the topics we're discussing. And now let's get ready for episode three of the Joyful and Hope podcast. And this one's called The Greatest Gift. I'm Stephen Warniak and welcome to Joyful and Hope. Hi, and welcome to episode three of Joyful and Hope. Well, this is it. This is the episode I'm excited about, I've been thinking about, and just super pumped up to uh, talk about. So episode three, The Greatest Gift. You know, I'm thinking about doing this episode. My mind was going all over the place in a million directions. It's a Christmas season, uh, the birth of Jesus Christ, uh, a holy and amazing time. How are we going to talk about this special moment in history? Uh, how are we going to really uh, hit home on how you know, big of a moment this is for us and for our faith. And I thought we could start out just a little bit by reminiscing about our favorite moments, our favorite Christmas gifts throughout the year, maybe our favorite traditions uh, and what they mean to us and how they hold a special spot in our hearts. I mean, I was going to read some key scriptures uh, that really, you know, touch, touch on the nativity story, really talk about the Christmas story, and then really, you know, finish it out talking about the best gift ever the greatest gift ever. So stay with me on this amazing journey as we talk about the greatest gift, episode three, joyful and hope. You know, at this point, I hope you made it through the Christmas season, the, the busyness of the season. I hope you got time to slow down. You know, the first couple episodes of the podcast, we've talked about kindness counts, uh, feeling exhausted and how we can, you know, uh, being followers of Christ, uh, work through those moments and making sure we're into the word and, you know, staying close to scripture, how we can get through, you know, this busy season and still have our eyes open to the most important aspect of it. You know, my wife and I, we spent hours looking at various items and things that are on sale to find the perfect gifts for our friends, for our loved ones, for our family. Uh, even my wife and I, we prayed and I tried our hardest this year uh, and found ourselves still up at night uh, looking at these, you know, like I said, different sales, uh, different things we can go buy or different things we can go do. Uh, to to bring cheer and joy to others that you know mean 
the world to us. Uh, we still got pulled into the quote unquote hustle and bustle of the busy Christmas season. You know, my wife was out shopping a few times till 11 o'clock at night, grabbing a cup of coffee and just hitting the stores. Um, even when we were trying to challenge ourselves um, by getting into the word and doing, you know, some things that were Christ centered, we still found ourselves getting pulled into that hustle and bustle. And that's okay. We should be doing kind things for each other, buying gifts. It's, it's fun. It's enjoyable. So I don't think that's a bad thing. We just want to make sure we still take time to get into the word and, and find the true meaning of the Christmas season. You know, and I was thinking about getting my kids gifts and getting the family gifts and things that they would remember through the years. Uh, it made me start reminiscing about growing up and the excitement of the season for myself. I'm, I'm a Christmas junkie. I love it. Uh, you know, being in retail for 20 years, I love decorating in September. People can't stand it. They're, they think I'm crazy. I want to put up the Christmas tree uh, the minute the fall season starts and people are telling me it, has, it isn't even Halloween or Thanksgiving yet. Why do you want to put up a Christmas tree? I just, I, I just love it. I love the coffee that comes out at, you know, the coffee shops that are the, you know, peppermint mocha flavors, uh, all that stuff. I love, like I said, decorations, putting the lights out, putting the trees up, all that stuff uh, just brings so much joy to my heart. And I love, you know, spending that time with my family doing those things, getting the gifts ready. Uh, all that stuff is just so enjoyable. And, you know, there's a couple of things that stand out for me over the years growing up. You know, I, 80s child, 90s child, loved video gaming. I loved my Nintendo. I loved my Game Boy. I remember all my friends getting their first Nintendo and their first Game Boy and what that meant to them. And I was just so anxious to get one. And finally, you know, under the Christmas tree, the one morning, there it is. I opened up my brand new first Nintendo Game Boy Clear as Day. I remember getting that. It's like a grayish silver box. And uh, man, I was pumped up. I was ready to open up and, and play Tetris uh, and Mario Brothers. I remember, you know, vividly my mom saying, uh, you're not staying up every night playing uh, that Game Boy. Yeah, OK. Uh, that came to me uh, in my room and I did play that at night um, when my mom didn't want me to. It was it was great. And then I wanted my first Nintendo. So I wanted the NES. Everybody wanted the NES with Duck Hunt and Super Mario Brothers 1. And you got your little orange uh, Duck Hunt gun that you were going to use. And I got that one year and super pumped up again. Uh, come to find out, my sister was a, you know, a few years older. And she's actually 10 years older than I am. So I got up many mornings to get ready for school. And she was getting ready to go to college. And she was sitting, I remember, clear as day in front of the TV, uh, playing Duck Hunt and Mario Brothers. So I think she enjoyed that gift uh, maybe as much or more so than I did. Uh, so just some enjoyable times and things that really stood out to me. Uh, you know, I received tons of action figures growing up and play sets. I uh, loved Batman, uh, loved Voltron, loved getting those gifts, look forward to it every year. I would count down until Christmas Eve and Christmas morning, you know, and looking back, we were super blessed that my parents, you know, could provide those gifts and go out and do shopping and uh, give it the, give us those fun items that would put smiles on our face. Um, and it wasn't just the gifts that I enjoyed. I enjoyed the crazy, you know, Christmas dinners, the, the quintessential uh, for us. It was in my grandmother's basement. Man, it drove everybody nuts. <laughs> A lot of people didn't want to go. Uh, we would go there and everybody would be, you know, screaming at each other, yelling at each other the whole time while my grandmother's cooking dinner. Uh, you know, my uncle and my dad are hollered at each other and my grandmother wouldn't sit down and eat her meal because she was more concerned, you know, about how everybody else was feeling and making sure that they got their their meal and that their food was uh, prepped the right way. Um, speaking of being prepped the right way, my grandmother, <laughs> God bless her, uh, one year decided to boil the ham on the stove still in the plastic bag from the grocery store. 
it's a wonder we all didn't end up sick in the hospital after we ate the ham. Um, I don't even know if I tried it now, you know, reminiscing back. I just remember a lot of us talking about that story year after year and just smiling about it. You know, now we look back and in the moment it drove us crazy going to our house for Christmas and we dreaded people would drag their feet going there. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go do that. I want to go sit in the basement. You know what? Now when we're talking about the holiday season, half the time we're talking about those memories and those, um, stories that came about from going to her house and enjoying Christmas. Uh, she would keep the Christmas tree up all year long, but she would put a bag over it when we were done with the Christmas season. Uh, so she didn't have to take it down and then it'd be ready to go for the next year. So uh, I love it. I think thinking back at uh, warms your heart. We were all together, uh, which is key. We got gifts and presents. That was fun. There was food on the table. So, Hey, uh, even though grandma boiled the ham and it's original plastic covering, uh, it's a crazy Christmas scene like out of a movie. It still uh, brings joy uh, to my heart thinking about that. And like I said, I love Christmas music. I love the seasonal coffee. I love going to the coffee shop. I, I could play Christmas music all year long. I know that drives people nuts. Uh, there's been times at work when I change the, Christmas, the channel over to Christmas music and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's happy, fun music. Like, come on, enjoy it. Um, but I want to make sure too, you know, especially the older I get that I step back and slow down and make sure that, you know, uh, the commercialization of Christmas doesn't take over the true meaning for me personally. And for the rest of us, you know, the meaning of the season is the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our savior, our redeemer. So, you know, if you look up the definition of Christmas, it literally says it's the annual Christian festival celebrating Christ's birth that's held on December 25th in the Western church. So peppermint coffee is amazing. The decorations look incredible. The gifts are fun. Uh, but remember, the real gift of the season is uh, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who was born in Bethlehem to bring us peace, to be the one and only Messiah, who is a true King of Kings. Amen on that. That is the reason for the season. You know, and I was saying about the gifts were fun. We talked about that. The food's good. The entertainment during the holiday season is enjoyable. It was really the church experience too for me uh, that fascinated me um, year after year. Just never, I never tire of it. Uh, you know, how many times I've heard the Christmas story or the nativity story read or acted out. Um, it just always fascinated me. Uh, hearing scripture read at church, uh, listening to the music at midnight mass. I mean, it still gives me chills, brings a warmth that nothing else can bring for me. Um, you know, there's just so many good songs and good, good moments that I recollect um, from that church experience. And, you know, for a while we would go to, to midnight mass and my parents as the years passed, um, weren't so fond of, uh, staying up that late and going to midnight mass, but I still to this day enjoy, you know, going to church and I still would go to, to midnight mass, uh, and listen to those songs. You know, when I hear silent night or joy of the world or hark the hero, the angels sing, or, Oh, come all ye faithful. I still, my wife will look over and, you know, what are the allergies bothering you? You got tears in your eyes. Your eyes are welling up. Uh, it just, it just brings on so many emotions and um, a realization that we're so small in this big world and he's so big. Uh, and it gives you a perspective on how amazing God is and how this beautiful uh, time of the year just it never gets old to me and never wears out like some of my favorite gifts did. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about this and, you know, we get these different presents and we get these different gifts and they need warranties and they wear out or we bore them. We tire of them. You know, the Lord Jesus, he doesn't need an extended warranty. He's good forever, man. Uh, we don't need to ask for an upgrade in the future. He's the one and only, he is the best of the best. He is perfect. Um, you know, 
He's the beginning. He's the end. He's our forever wonderful counselor. This, he never takes a day off. Uh, he never wears out. Like I said, uh, he's there when we're at our lowest points. He's there when we're at our highest points. He's proud of us through every moment in our life. You know, and what he did in 33 years on this earth will never, ever be matched again. Uh, and I'm proud and grateful to call him Lord Jesus Christ and just proud of this Christmas season. Um, you know, and I love Christmas. Even just think of the word Christmas. It, it's Christmas. Christmas, Christmas. Uh, like I said, church, midnight mass, favorite moments for me. Um, and again, like I said, even when I got older, uh, my parents were like, well, we don't, you know, we can go to an earlier service or we could go to church in the morning. I was like, I still want to go to midnight mass. Like I just enjoyed it, like the feeling of it, what it meant. Uh, thinking about all those memories just um, mean a lot to me and being a follower of Christ. Uh, really, you could probably tell I'm smiling now. Bring a smile to my face. Um, you know, it'll always be amazing to me. Uh, as I get older and I get to share it now with my children and my wife and, you know, we're all following Christ and realizing what, you know, the true meaning of the season is. Um, like I said, it's fine. Like the gifts, the time with family, having the dinners, getting close together. Um, those are all good moments. Having all the quintessential, you know, a little bit of that commercialization in there, as long as it doesn't overtake the true meaning and it doesn't blind us um, from what this season means and this Christmas story means to us uh, as light of the world and followers of Christ, then it's it's okay, but make sure, you know, you keep it Christ-centered. We keep it focused. That's what we talk about on Joyful and Hope. And, you know, now that we kind of reminisce, I told you a couple little quirky stories about my upbringing and uh, breakfast and dinner at grandma's basement and, you know, how she would cook for us uh, during the holidays and Thanksgiving and Christmas. I kind of wanted to segue and take some time just to, I, you know, I was looking around for key scriptures that really represent or mean a lot. Uh, talk about the Christmas season. I found, you know, 10 scriptures. So, uh, if you get a chance after listening to this podcast to go read those for yourself, meditate on them a little bit more, uh, please do so or go search some other ones that mean a lot too. But there's hundreds of scriptures in the Bible uh, that tie into the Christmas season, not just the nativity story component of the Bible, but there's other moments where it's prophesied uh, that he is going to arrive. Our Redeemer will be here. So you can go and read uh, through many of the books of the Bible and find, you know, how it ties into the Christmas season and the birth of Christ. So uh, let's segue and read some of those amazing scriptures. We're going to go through 10 amazing Christmas scriptures straight from the Bible. And let's do this on The Greatest Gift, Joyful and Hope. All right. I hope you got your Bibles ready. We're going to go through some of those amazing scriptures. Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Matthew 2, 11. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Acts twenty thirty five. And everything I did, I showed you by the, this kind of hard work. We must help the weak. Remembering the words of the Lord Jesus himself, it is more blessed to give than to receive. James 1.17 Every good and perfect gift is from above, 
coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. This is Matthew 1, and it's 18 through 24. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophets. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which does mean God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded, and he took Mary home as his wife. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Psalm 118, 24 through 25. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Luke 2, 12. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. So those are just a small sample of various Bible verses that talk about Jesus and his birth. Some are from the Old Testament and some are from the Nativity story itself. I just encourage everyone to spend time reading these verses over and just praying and being thankful and grateful for what God has done for us. Go and read the nativity story, study it, meditate on it. You know, I guarantee you, you're not going to regret it. You know, I read it every year. I read it throughout the year. Uh, it just leaves me in awe that, you know, it's just the greatest, literally, as you hear it, the greatest story ever told. It's one of the two most amazing historical events. It's not just a story. It's history. History. Uh, it's a historical event that changed the course of the world and our lives and history forever. So, you know, after talking about the amazing gifts you received over the years and thinking about those moments that you remember the most from the holidays, um, what gifts and moments stand out the most for you? You know, just think about that. Um, think about the moments, you know, that kind of bring that smile uh you know, back to your face or, you know, bring a little chuckle when you're, you know, discussing it with loved ones or friends, you know, some of those moments that stand out. You know, I think to me personally, when I was saying about this message, it's safe to say that even the most amazing worldly gifts cannot ever compare to the gift of Christ. And I love my gifts growing up. I told you I love the Nintendo. I love my Game Boy. I love my action figures. Look forward to Christmas morning more than anything. Uh, you know, but now that I'm older and my wife and I are raising our own family, it's more clear to me uh, that no earthly gift will come close to the gift of Lord Jesus. You know, I think about all my favorite gifts and I jotted some notes down. What happened after time passed for me with these gifts? I got the Nintendo, but you know what? After a little while, I was bored of the games that came with the Nintendo. I was asking for the next video game that would make me happy or the next Nintendo system that would make me happy. My action figures, yeah, I played with them. I loved them. They were great. Um, but eventually they got they got worn out. They got tossed into a box and forgotten about. How about clothes? You know, I got in fashion, enjoy clothes. I was in the retail field. Like them, 
Uh, but you know what? Same thing. Styles change. I stopped wearing certain ones because the trends were different or they would get worn out or I wanted the latest trends. So I buy different shirts and put the old ones back in the closet. How about electronics, technology, always changing, always something new coming out. And that makes me want to get the next thing, the newest thing, the upgrade, the technology, you know, this version, 75th version of a phone that came out, you know, the new tablet version 25.0. Um, I even think about my son with his, you know, building and Lego sets. He builds them. He loves them more than anything. Of course he does. Uh, but then they go on a shelf and we start talking about the next Lego set he's going to get and when birthday's coming up so he can get the next toy. Uh, you know, my comparison with these things, the reason I want to talk about this is that those gifts are fleeting. They bring joy for a moment or a short period of time, you know, but they can't sustain joy. And we quickly lose the excitement that comes with them. And we want the next replacement. It's going to bring us the same feeling of joy again. You know, we get bored of these gifts. We look for something else to bring us happiness. You know, the gift of Jesus, the birth of Jesus, the joy he provides, it's endless. We don't need a replacement. He's the one and only Messiah. We're not waiting for another one to come. He's now and forever. We never bored. We're never going to tire of him. Just knowing what he's done on earth and in eternity for us. He's intriguing. We learn about him. It just, we never get tired of learning about him. We, we get closer to him. We find out more about him. His works on earth are fascinating if we just invest time studying the Bible and learning about it. Instead of binging our next TV show um, that really isn't going to do anything for us, we should binge the Bible and binge him. You know, no earthly gift can give like he does. He was born in the world to die for us, to free us from darkness, to lead us to eternal life and glory. I can't tell you, I don't know about any other gift I receive that's going to come close to doing that. If we just accept them in our lives and acknowledge who he really is, he truly is the greatest gift we'll ever receive. I know that's why for me, even as a child, and like I said, I love all those gifts, but stands out to me now years removed from that is listening to the Christmas story, listening to the beautiful music that reflects him and talks about him and how he's the greatest gift ever. You know, I hope you're in agreement with me that while all these gifts we get are fun, they're enjoyable, that none of them can compare to the greatest gift. And I'm not saying, oh, don't ever buy a present again. Don't ever buy a gift again. It's okay to receive those gifts and enjoy them and uh, share those moments with your family as long as we don't take our eyes, you know, off the main gift of the season. You know, uh, Christ came down in a human form to live and suffer for us, to take on our sins, sins of the world, to live what we go through and redeem mankind. No video game, no collectible, no new wardrobe. Not one thing in this world can stake that claim. Only the greatest gift of all time, Jesus Christ. I really pray that everybody's having a great holiday season. I pray you got some time to slow down. I hope you took on the kindness challenge. Uh, and I'm tired. I'm still exhausted. We talked about that, um, you know, last month. I hope you got some time to get into the word. Uh, start out 2023 focused on Christ, keeping him centered in your life uh, so you can get grounded and rooted in Jesus and, you know, make your goals and your aspirations from there. I hope you got time with your family. I hope you got time with your church family. I hope you got time away from work or the busyness to kind of just relax and soak in you know, what the true meaning of the Christmas and holiday season is. And that is Jesus Christ. And that's why we said this is the greatest gift. Episode three, Joyful and Hope. I hope you download the podcast. I hope you subscribe. If you're enjoying it, please let your friends know. Please let your family know. Please give us uh, five stars on there. Please leave a comment in one of the comment boxes, depending on what platform you're listening on. We just want to know you're enjoying it and you're enjoying the message, you know, we're putting out there on a weekly basis. I pray everybody has a strong week, a great week, getting through the busy Christmas season and getting ready for a strong 
fruitful, abundant 2023. Uh, we'll join you in the new year with another new message. And again, this is Stephen Amorniak. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And as always, stay joyful and hope.